0: When you get there to think, do I belong here, what more am now. I doing, here? More I am now. totally that's out of my views. View. So but so you quickly learn that when you start to have conversations so with people, more. that you've got, got something in right.
1: common. I, the, so I like still, the idea of uh, uh, taking um, that first that step, step that's I, I am. have this idea that the kids these days need to do X, you know, or this uh, one kid in my class can't do X, and I'm going to make a our lives. This that this is. Is. In two weeks, mm-hmm. Welcome to EdTrex
0: Rewind. And welcome back to another episode of the EdTrex Podcast. I'm Quinn Henderson.
1: I'm Matt Winters. How is everyone doing?
0: Well, let's wait for him to respond. Yeah, you yeah. Just let us Finds. know. We'll wait.
1: Yeah. Hit us on Twitter. at yeah. winners
0: And at QHenderson.
1: Yeah. Uh, how are you doing?
0: I, I'm doing great. Um... I can't really complain. Holidays are around the corner. You traveled on this break. I got a got one more travel nice. next week, and then it's off for the break till the new year.
1: So that kind of the reason why I asked that question is kind of it's it's where I'm at mindset recently.
0: You're, you're thinking about traveling,
1: travel, but also like the spaces in between the airports.
0: Well, we're, are we getting deep? The spaces gonna, is in between. We're okay.
1: gonna get in. Yeah, we're gonna get a little deep here for for a few months. So let me do a little background so a few weeks ago mid-november I was asked by the state board to go and keynote at a school district in southern Utah really rural school district okay um, very small school district as well I'm not gonna say who how are. small was it very small <laughs> but very nice everyone was very kind there and I had a really great experience but as you know you know not the audience but I think Quinn knows this. I don't take a lot of personal days. I don't, like, mm-hmm. I don't take time off. I I'm, I'm try to be in the classroom.
0: You actually, your personal days, which I call weekends and holidays, you're usually doing some work and some things anyway, so...
1: Yeah. Well, and even, like, days off during the week, too. I don't mm-hmm. really take those as well, and so... I happen to, you know, I'm in Southern Utah. I have to drive home, so I'm driving home, and I, I take a really long route home, really secure with this route. So it's like I might as well, you know, have some fun. Oh, are
0: you going to and... give us some kind of alien abduction story? No, no, no. I long. do have
1: an alien story, but that's a whole different volume. It's okay. a different podcast. That's <laughs> that's coming in spring of 2020 with you. Stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, the, the Utah X Files. Um, no, so I'm just driving around, and as I'm driving through a lot of these small southern utah cities every city or a lot of the cities have like a, a, a single school like usually it's like either an elementary or they have the high school or like a combination junior high and high school and i was in one city I, can't, I honestly can't remember the name of it off the top of my head um, i was getting lunch there and i drove past the local high school it's a small high school it's probably about the same size as the junior high that i teach at uh, maybe even smaller than that and It's lunchtime. The kids are all funneling out and going across. They're walking across the road to the one like gas station to get the drink and blah 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 and hang out. And what hit me is, and this is something I've been thinking a lot about, is that I get so so I teach in an urban school. I'd say I'm suburban.
0: Suburban, yeah. You agree?
1: Mm I kind of want to think it's rural, and I think some of the students think it's rural, but I teach mostly in a suburban school, and it's a big school, lots of teachers, lots of students there's lots of stuff going on and it's really easy to get trapped in no matter how good it is trapped in that one school Mm -hmm. and to think only about that and forget that there's other schools in the area, there's other schools in the state. And then there's also these little pockets all around in these really rural areas in between the big juncture points where schools are and they're doing really incredible things especially given that they're a rural school. And then on top of that, like they're it's just it's, it's it's this idea that there's stuff going on in these little pockets all over the world and we don't really know that they're happening. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it makes sense. Um do you think that sometimes those great things happen and they kind of stay there because being really rural in that case is almost like a constraint when you're trying to design something, right? Sometimes constraints are really helpful. And promote a lot of like creativity and innovation. And so almost just the geographic location itself is a constraint that really gets people. Well, I guess you would still got to have some other conditions there to really create some interesting things. But then also being rural doesn't really give them the hope that something like that would work somewhere else or should be shared out or they can. That was a lot of Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking
1: about, like, if, if you're in an area where the closest place or closest, like, Walmart to you is an hour or two hours away, which is something that we consider a convenience in this area or even in a lot of areas around the country, um, you know, what does a school look like there? And it was so fascinating to be in a school like that and go, this is technology-based, There's interesting ideas being had. Now I'm following a bunch of the teachers, and so I see their curriculum coming out, and I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And the constraints that you would think would be there of being rural, being far from a larger population, aren't constraints at all. They're actually benefits because they tighten up as a group, and they lean on each other, and they build so many cool things together as a group.
0: See, and all of these things are, are racing through my mind about really urban versus rural, right? If you were to take that and contrast that with, you know, a, a school in downtown New York, right? That's, you don't even maybe know it's a school. You walk past it and go, you have no idea. It must be an office building or something. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. Um, how, how different those experiences are and how different those the students, the teachers, and, and everything are Right. I'm just I'm I'm not sure where I'm going with this, to be honest. But what what blows my mind is that really it's still the same goal. It's still still the same objective. You're still trying to prepare students, educate students. But I think they're going out at completely different, of course, because they're in completely different environments. But I don't think it means that they can't learn from each other as well. Because what you said about that tight-knit group, mm-hmm. right? You might think that that is less likely in an urban or really urban school. Yeah. Is that there are so many people or more people or more groups. You're interacting with more people. You don't have to rely on each other as much. You know, have this wider circle. Whereas in this rural school, it's like you're going to see those people when you're filling up the car with gas, uh, at the gas station, at the movie theater, everywhere how does that really impact what happens inside those buildings
1: yeah and then I, I i'm struck by your point about new york city but i want to just bring it back to utah for a second because i think every state to some degree unless you're like in a very large metropolitan area has this corridor of like cities that are huge mm-hmm. have tons of things that are going on so when i think about salt lake city like being a school that's somewhere in between like da vinci or uh, was it the... the, Leonardo? Leonardo, thank you. Mm -hmm. Leonardo downtown and the Salt Lake Public Library and University of Utah. Like if you're in that corridor between those two spots or somewhere near that, you have a ton of opportunities, especially as a high school teacher, to do really cool things and like get kids in programs, bring things in, those sorts of stuff. But I think even me in this situation where I'm at, I think I don't have those same kind of opportunities being that far away. But I don't take advantage of the situation that I'm in. And so like being in that rural school and being in driving past these rural schools and really thinking about heavily having it on my mind, I'm thinking about the natural environment there and the extra cool things that they could do Mm -hmm. and how they can take advantage of their environment. Like, you know, being in Southern Utah, you have so many opportunities for geology and um, agricultural science and talking about history and seeing the real world. I mean, it's, it's a really cool environment for people to be in and it, it would completely be something that somebody who grew up in inner city, Salt Lake and never really left it or going back to New York, being in the New York tri-state area would never have the same experience as somebody in that Southern Utah school.
0: Well, it reminds me too, when, when I I travel and I'm in a different, different city, different state, different country, whatever it is. And I tell people I'm from Utah and they start to ask if I ski or if I've been to different places and everything. And a lot of the times I'm like, yeah, I ski, but I haven't been to this place in Utah or this park or that. I haven't taken advantage of what's right here. Yeah. Um, in my own yard. And so I really love what you're saying about sometimes we're, we're in our schools and we're in those environments that we almost become blind to really what those environments can bring into the whole education experience or how we can really leverage those. Yeah. You know, if you're downtown in the city, you've got access to all kinds of things and all kinds of people. But even if you're out really rural in the country, you have this whole countryside um, to take advantage of. Um, a lot of different things, or even go deeper with experts that might be accessible um, in the community. They might be more willing to get more involved.
1: And if you have the internet, you like if you're in a rural school, you might have more advantage getting somebody to come via Skype visit or via you know a hangout or something like that because they understand. Oh wow, you're in you're three hours from the state capital, four hours, five hours from the state capital. Amazing. Let's get you. Let's let's get on for an hour and let's talk about what's there.
0: You, you even uh, another opportunity there is connecting students rural students with urban students right and learning from their experiences and how things are different yeah really how that would give them a pretty interesting perspective and uh, you know if they're not gonna if you go move to some urban place after living in the country all your life it's gonna be a little bit of a culture shock yeah um, and vice versa right so but having that perspective in a way you would think Would prepare people to be better, better people, or empathize with people in the future, and try to understand where they're coming from. I think
1: that's the biggest thing that's coming out of this for me. Is like I've been struggling with it for the last month or so Mm because I've been really thinking about it heavily, and I've had a little bit more time—not necessarily off, but like I'm traveling a little bit and like going to different meetings in different cities and things like that. And so I'm hitting a lot of different places that I've never been before, and I'm I'm seeing this idea of of unity as well, like. You might be in a school that is six hours or five hours away from somewhere that has cultural significance. It doesn't mean that you can't create culturally significant experiences and that they're doing the same exact things that everyone else is doing as well. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the same standards, they're working with the same ideas, they're trying to teach the same age group of students, and we're all facing the same struggles. And that's been one of the most enlightening things for me is that we get so stuck, at least I have, we get so stuck in this you know, four-wall paradigm of, like, I'm in my school or I'm in my community, that's it. But there's so much more out there that you can take away from it because there's so many community members in a larger community that are doing the same exact thing that you're doing and you can learn so much from them.
0: Well, and I think that what, what you're showing your students there when you really take it outside of the building is that learning should be happening all the time, Yes. right? And there's learning to be had all around us from all kinds of different people. And you said in the last podcast too, they had a different set of teachers. So why not bring them in um, to help teach and share their experiences? And so I think really in in the long run, what you're showing those students is that, that learning just doesn't happen just in school, right? It's a constant thing. It always happens all around. And you teach them in a way that they need to leverage their resources and that they probably live in a pretty cool place. There are a lot of cool things that are happening in the community. I am always blown away when you like drive somewhere new and you see like a new building or a new office or a new business yeah. or a new development of some kind. You're like, wow, look at this place grow and this change. And that right there is telling is, is an opportunity to learn.
1: Yeah, well, just for an example, that same day, driving back, I drove through this really tiny town, one one little store. And on the way into the city, there's a bald eagle sitting by the side of the road, full-fledged mm-hmm. wild bald eagle. And I was, I've never had that experience, seeing one that close in the wild. And it really made me go, this is an incredible, unique place to be able to have that kind of experience right here, right now. And if every teacher and every student in the country were able to look, no matter where they're learning at, no matter where they're teaching at, at the uniqueness of their location, they could really take some incredible lessons away from it. But unfortunately, I and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, I forget that there's a community here, that there's a, a world outside my four walls of my classroom, and even though I'm pretty good at that most of the time, I forget about that, and then I lock myself in.
0: You know, and that's... I forget about the special context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you say that the story about the bald eagle, how many people that live in that area are going to go right by it, and yeah. like it's an everyday thing. And going back to even talking to people, when I travel and telling them where I'm from, and we have these incredible mountains right next to us, and I haven't taken advantage of the mountains, you know, and, yeah. and to enjoy them. And I started hiking last year, um, and I'd go on hikes, and I'd go on a hike, and I'd be like, wow, this is a whole, I, I'm seeing this place completely different uh, than I did before. And it it really helps me love where I live even more, right? And so, but we're ultimately preparing students to be great contributors in our community, you know? And especially if they love that community, really appreciate it for what it is, then think about the impact that they could have in that community when we say, go free.
1: Or even, not even just in that community, but imagine if they had an appreciation for the uniqueness of a location and a community even if they end up going to a different location for college or for a job they have that understanding that wow what makes this place cool what makes this unique what makes it special what should i pay attention to um and what makes it different from anywhere else in the world
0: well then, then you have this respect exactly right the respect for that place yeah. um which sometimes we go with what we just hear about places And we don't take the time to really understand, really, okay, people say this is a bad place. Well, but still, there's got to be something that makes it unique, something that makes it people settled there to begin with or go there for some reason. There's still something unique and special about it.
1: Well, that drives me on to point four is that we, I think this isn't just a teacher-student thing. I think it's a humanity thing is that we point to, it's that old west syndrome. That person's from New York City. Mm -hmm. They must have something important to say. The reality is is that everyone has something important to say. Every community Mm -hmm. has something important to say. And me being out in these communities and being more integrated and understanding and talking to them and trying to be more enlightened by them, all of a sudden I have a better understanding that it doesn't matter where I come from or where, you know, if a person's from London or a person's from New York or L.A., cool, they're still just a person with ideas. They've been exposed to some of the same things I have. Let's talk about them. Talk to them one-on-one on one and mm-hmm. figure out what, how can we help each other grow.
0: Yeah, Well, and that's, that's ultimately, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of summarize all of this. We've gone a lot, all, a lot of different places. Um, you know, I think about even some of the experiences that I've had at some schools. What's interesting, you know, one coming to mind is a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Right, so now you have students coming in from all over the world to a boarding school, um, and what an interesting environment that that brings together. Because you're bringing all of these different perspectives to one place, which is, you know, some of the schools that I've been to are pretty rural or on an island, um, and so it's interesting. I, I wonder, you know, I I have the opportunity to go back there next next month. I might look for this a little bit more, and maybe we'll do follow up of some kind. But I wonder what challenges some of the students have by coming there and being from all kinds of different places. Or maybe they don't, because now they look around at this place, and this school is just beautiful next to a bay, and it's, it's just amazing. You're like, this should be a school. It should be a resort. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many of the students get there and just go, wow, look at this place and appreciate this place, and how much of that might bleed over to the faculty and staff that are there. And then they start to look at their school as like, we have something really special here. We have something very unique, but ultimately almost every school has that. It's a matter of taking a step back and saying what makes it special, what makes it unique, and appreciating that and then spending time using that or leveraging that however you can in in your learning experience. But you've got my mind kind of going all kinds of different directions because it's something i've never really considered a whole lot we're you know in in the district that that we live in we're considered rural yeah um but we're not
1: in comparison to some of the places i visited no
0: yeah i guess you could maybe refer to those as remote
1: yeah almost
0: you know uh so i mean the education experience i don't feel like i had a rural education experience um i would Compare it more urban than anything. Yeah, me too. Um, And then you see some schools that I I've driven to some that are a couple of hours from a major airport or a major city in cities you've never heard of, but there are a lot of things to appreciate about that. Yeah, and you know I think you you have to set aside when you go to those places. You, you probably walk into it with this certain set of expectations like, oh, this is a really rural school. They either might need a lot of help here. They're probably not getting the same support or have access to the same. But in reality, they do. And they mm-hmm. could be way ahead yeah. of of where you expect. And that's the same with an urban school. Walk into an urban school, you might have high expectations like, okay, they should have access to this. They should be doing this. They should be doing that. And it, it might not be happening at all.
1: Yeah. It just gave me, like, this whole last couple of months working with these, it gave me a brand new respect for the whole spectrum of education, because I think too many of us, myself included, for a while there, we look at those educational, like, we look at schools in other places, and we go, oh, that's just over there. Mm-hmm. We for- And I honestly forget about it. Like, it's just, they're over there. And now I'm I'm going, my goodness, We have so many people working towards the same thing. If we could unify that and and have a community based around just change as a group, the sky's low.
0: Yeah, maybe we need some even uh, urban rural exchange program. Teachers (laughs) can go teach in the other for a while and students can visit. Well, I mean, even then, why isn't there almost a field trip into a, a rural school or a rural area to really just understand
1: what's going on there and that helps
0: you appreciate what you have or what makes your place unique yeah so
1: it's kind of the idea of you don't know what you have until you
0: right you it yeah some of our students don't have the opportunity to travel but with technology with understanding what's in your area already you don't really have to get up and go anywhere yeah Um, you can take a look around I learned so. A really interesting thought. Um, well, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens next time when you drive out to the middle of nowhere. What types of thoughts and ideas that you have. Um, and and we'll get your alien abduction story, I'm yeah. sure, another well, time.
1: And, and let's throw this out there. If there's anybody listening to this that would like us to come visit your school yeah, and see what you guys are doing out there, that would be so cool, especially if you're in the Intermountain West within driving distance.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you're willing to drive just about anywhere. Yeah. You're driving through small towns.
1: And... I'll, do, I'll do seven, eight hours. That's fine. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: we would love to hear what's going on in schools and see what's going on yeah. in schools. You're more than welcome to reach out anytime. Absolutely. Um, love to hear about it. what makes your school unique. Okay. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter at?
1: um at Teacher Winners.
0: And I'm at Q Henderson.
1: And uh, this has been another episode of the uh, Rewind Podcast. Yeah, and
0: we will talk to you soon. Sounds good.